Today is Sunday. It's 18 September. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. The Biden model, how to steal our heritage. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, um, before I give you our first article from Israel News, I'd like to thank Andrew. He uh, attends online out in uh, California, and I've known him for quite a few years just by emailing, but he showed up this past week. He uh, is vacationing up in Pensacola, and he took a day to fly down from Pensacola just to spend a day down here. And so I took him over to Spanish Point, and we went with Sergio and Rhoda to have um, lunch, and we just had a great day together. I showed him all of Siesta Key and, you know, just all kinds of nice things, and he wanted to know where the church originally was on the beach, so I took him there while it was pouring rain, but uh, he had an umbrella, so he was okay. But uh, I just wanted to thank him for making that effort because I'm sure he'll watch this, you know, uh, report it sometime during the week, and uh really meant a lot to me. And you know, one thing I didn't do, which I'll do right now because I'll get home and forget again, is he gave me a hat from his company. And I put it on. I don't think I ever thanked him. So Andrew, if I didn't thank you, I apologize because I got it. I keep it, you know, hats like that inside the car. And I don't always wear a bandana. Sometimes I'll wear a ball cap or if I'm out working, I always wear a well, I was going to give a term, but it's not a very friendly term unless you're married to an Asian, so I'll keep my mouth quiet. But one of the big hats that they wear while they're out picking rice, okay? And that's what I wear because I got skin cancer a couple years ago, and I don't want to get that again, so got to wear hats. Okay, uh, our first article from Israel. Jerusalem Post. Israel eyes Aero 3 sale to Germany will help replace Russia as a gas supplier. The second half of that is really the important part. They're going to give their Aero 3 missile system, not give it, but sell it to uh, Germany, which is great for Germany. It's a very good system, but uh, they're also going to help replace Russia as a gas supplier. Well, that could be an impetus right there for Russia saying, you know, we're going to go down and we're going to take this over because eventually they're going to have a monopoly on everything. And here you got little Israel that's still giving Europe gas. That could be something that points to the future. Israel's looking to bolster Germany's air defense system through the future sale to Berlin of its Aero 3 anti-satellite system. Jerusalem also plans to help replace Russia as a gas supplier to Europe starting next year. The future possible deal has to do with our total commitment to the safety of Germany, Prime Minister Lapid said. German safety, but also the safety of Europe and the ability of liberal democracies to defend themselves is at stake. Should Germany purchase the Aero 3, it would be only the second country after Israel to have such an anti-satellite system. Lapid also spoke of Israeli plans to deliver to Europe next year about 10% of the gas that the continent had received from Russia last year. We're going to be part of the effort to replace Russian gas in Europe. That sounds like something that could lead to Gog Magog at some point. Our capabilities right now will be about 10% of what the Russians were expecting last year to Europe. It is not a solution, but it is a part of the solution. Schultz said Germany was working on gas import infrastructure to allow deliveries from new partners as the country strives to wean itself off Russian deliveries. And they have no choice in this. They're cut off from Russia, and they're going to need to get alternative sources. And if Israel can find more gas to supply, it may increase the amount from there, and it could just be where they're supplying a huge amount to uh, 
to Europe, and we'll see. Russia may decide that's the hook in the jaw. I don't know. From the Defender, leaked video suggests Israeli health officials, no, just like the CDC, covered up serious safety problems with Pfizer COVID vaccine. A leaked video recording reveals researchers shared data with the Ministry of Health showing serious and long-term side effects associated with Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine. However, the Ministry of Health did not disclose the researchers' findings to the expert committee that met later to decide on recommending the vaccine for children under age 5 or with leaders of Israel's COVID-19 vaccine booster program. The MOH issued a report on adverse events following the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine from December 9th, 2021 to May 31st, 2022 that contradicted the data presented during the early June meeting. In fact, the report completely contradicts what was said in the discussion. Yafa Shiraz, PhD, Health Communication and Pharmaceutical Companies Public Relations Strategy Researcher at Reichman University in Herzliya, Israel, translated the June meeting from Hebrew into English. The English translation shows the research team warned Ministry of Health officials they should think carefully about how to present the researchers' findings to the public because they posed a potential legal risk. As the findings contradicted, MOH's claim that serious side effects are rare and short-term. Shiraz tweeted on September 1st an excerpt from the recorded meeting in which the research team warned MOH seniors they would have to think of the legal ramifications of the team's findings. According to the video, the researchers informed Ministry of Health officials about the many reports of serious and long-term side effects of the Pfizer vaccine, including side effects Pfizer didn't list on the patient information leaflet, such as digestive side effects, especially abdominal pain in children and back pain. On the free text part of the form, where patients were allowed to report whatever they wanted to, they, meaning the researchers, observed and got many, many reports of neurological side effects, some not currently listed by Pfizer as side effects of the vaccine. The researchers also noted many cases of what Levy called the re-challenge phenomenon, or the recurrence or worsening of a side effect following repeated doses of the vaccine, which the researchers said indicated that this was most likely a causal link between the vaccine and many side effects. The researchers told the MOH officials their findings contradicted the MOH's prior messaging that the vaccine was safe and side effects were both rare and short-lasting. In 50% of the reports in which a duration was specified by the individual, the researchers said the duration was over six months. Now it turns out that the reality is not what the narrative was promoting, Levy said. The side effects are long-term and serious. So they got the same problem over there that we have right here in Atlanta. Okay, we got some news concerning Christianity today. And um, I'd like to uh, say that um, this is Harv. He's one of the Bible typers that's been giving us updates on his progress as he types through the Bible. Today... Uh, I completed Hosea in its entirety. The eye-opening experience of doing this project has given me such an enhanced view of the Old Testament. When I complete this, I intend to do it again in another translation. That's the whole point of 
recommending this to people isn't just to sit and type. It's to learn your Bible while you're learning to type or improving your typing skills. So he's got a completely different view about the Old Testament than he had before simply by doing it the way he's doing it. Praise God. Okay, from the Christian Post, Christian student at risk of losing license to practice psychology after professor's protest graduation speech. Now, this kid is in Mexico, but it's important enough to understand what's going on. They're right over the border, and half of Mexico is on the way up here right now, so we've got to have that mentality understood. A university in Mexico has initiated proceedings against a recent psychology graduate after a group of professors expressed concerns over his graduation speech defending the family and the sanctity of life, which might cost him his license to practice as the top of his class. This is the cream of the crop. Top of his class at the University School of Medicine and Psychology, Perez earned the right to deliver the commencement address at his graduation ceremony on June 27th, where he voiced his deeply held moral convictions regarding the state of the world today and the importance of the family and the sanctity of life, among other issues. Some students and faculty protested vocally and walked out, but he continued and delivered his graduation address in full. The professors then issued a manifesto calling his address hate speech. They demanded that his academic degree and professional license be withheld, his merit award withdrawn, and psychology associations across Mexico be alerted regarding his actions. This is what we get all the time in the United States. These people on the left are destroying any vestiges of morality or normality in our nation, what's happening in Mexico as well. In response to the proceedings against him, Perez has submitted a counterclaim to protect his rightful interests. In his commencement speech, Perez said, Today we are deep into a real anthropological struggle to redefine the human being, the human person, man, through the implementation of ideologies and fashions of thought that will always end up undermining dignity and freedom. He then quoted English writer and lay theologian G.K. Chesterton. People do not know what they are doing because they do not know what they are undoing. Perez added that to attack life and the family is to self-destruct. It is an attack on civilization itself. He then urged his peers to live in solidarity with one another, saying, You have to love. No one seeks the good of the other if he does not love him. If the campaign to punish Christian is successful, it shows that anyone who dares to speak in public in Mexico is in danger. This is a clear violation of international human rights law, reminiscent of dictatorships, not democracies. There you go, in Mexico. Breitbart, newly named cardinal. This guy just got appointed as a cardinal in the Catholic Church, says gay sex is not sinful for non-Christians. Now tell me that makes any sense at all. (laughs) Brazil's Leonardo Ulrich Steiner made a cardinal last week by Pope Francis has insisted that homosexual acts are only sinful for Christians, and thus gay unions should be approved. Using the logic of not wanting to impose confessional morals on non-Christians, Cardinal Steiner told LifeSite News that the church should not try to make society follow its beliefs. What's the point of the church? I mean, you might as well just talk to each other, and when we're all dead, it's over. Right? I mean, that's the whole point of the church. Just one generation, and then it's over. 
How do we say if it is a sin if they do not live the Christian faith? Steiner asked regarding non-Christian gay couples. He's obviously not read the Bible one time, not once. This is not about a fundamentally moral question, Steiner said. This is about a life. This is a question about a son of God. So now he's saying that people that are not believers are sons of God. Okay, wrong. Christian teaching on the immorality of homosexual acts, which goes back 2,000 years, has always rested on natural law, meaning that the church believes such acts to be objectively immoral for anyone, regardless of religious affiliation. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered and are contrary to the natural law, and therefore no circumstances can they be approved. In 2003, the Vatican's doctrinal office issued a document asserting that marriage exists solely between a man and a woman, and that this truth is evident to right reason and recognized as such by all the major cultures of the world. There are absolutely no grounds for considering homosexual unions to be in any way similar or even remotely analogous to God's plan for marriage and family. The text declared, marriage is holy while homosexual acts go against natural moral law. Laws in favor of homosexual unions are contrary to right reason because they confer legal guarantees, which is exactly why we've been going through this for the past 15 years, analogous to those granted to marriage to unions between persons of the same sex, it said. That's what they've been trying to do, and that's what they are doing. They're trying to bestow laws on people that have never existed before, and by doing that, they're actually taking away the rights of the people that possess those laws in the first place. Some news from the Mideast and Africa today. From Newsmax, I don't know if you saw this, but I couldn't sleep last night, or maybe it was two nights ago, thinking about this, and this came out like a week ago. It's still bothering me. Representative Jayapal removes 911 tweet mourning those lost, including 19 hijackers. Jayapal posted, today we remember the 2,996 people who were killed on 9-11 and all those who lost their lives while serving our country in the forever wars that followed including the 2,977 innocent people that died and the 19 Arab hijackers responsible. That person should not be allowed in a government position. She should be voted out of the Congress and she should never be allowed to hold a position in government again, ever. We have people like that saying things like that. Oh, it's so sad that those 19 people died. They didn't die. They killed people and they committed suicide in the process. Zero Hedge. Denmark's left-wing government will begin sending asylum seekers to Rwanda after groundbreaking agreement. England did this. They started to deport the people. They got them on the airplane. The airplane was stopped, and they've never gotten rid of one of them. But guess what? Denmark is doing it. Instead of migrants waiting in Denmark for their asylum request to be processed, the country's left-wing government, left-wing government, they're so tired of this that the lefties are now doing this. We'll now begin deporting them to Rwanda after the African country agreed to accept them in a bilateral agreement. The plan, which has long been a goal of Denmark's right-wing parties, took more than a year of negotiations, but the policy goal is now closer than ever to being realized. The deal does not apply to only Rwandan migrants. Instead, all asylum seekers would be forced to wait in Africa until their asylum procedure is finished. 
The fact that the plan is being implemented by a left-leaning government points to the strange circumstances in Denmark in which the left has embraced many of the anti-immigration policies of the right. They're not anti-immigration. They're just being sent to another country to apply for their immigration. Okay? This is not anti-immigration. And this is not a weird circumstance. This is normal thinking. That's all this is. This is in Martha's Vineyard? No. That, yeah, in Martha's Vineyard. Absolutely. Denmark was in discussion with several African nations, dangling millions of euros in development aid. But Rwanda is the only nation that has agreed. Every fifth young man with a non-Western background born in 1997 had broken the law before turning 21. It's not everyone, but there are too many young men who take the freedom of others steal children's futures, intimidate prison guards, and leave behind a long trail of insecurity. It has been going on for too many years. Girls who are called derogatory names because they are Danish, or girls who are subjected to social control because they have become too Danish. A sausage cart in Bronsoge that is attacked with firecrackers because it sells pork. Danes are generally supportive of the government's harsh stand on immigration. They're tired of it. They've had enough. Breitbart. Allah Akbar, Afghan knife man, shot dead by German police. A 30-year-old Afghan asylum seeker was shot dead in the city of Ansbach, Germany, after stabbing random people at a railway station, reportedly while yelling Allah Akbar. Officers are facing disciplinary action for denying the man his religious rights. Okay, the last sentence I added in. Now something interesting from Mongolia. From NK News, that's North Korea News. Mongolian president invites Kim Jong-un to visit whenever comfortable. Mongolia's invited Kim Jong-un to visit at a comfortable time less than two weeks after South Korea Foreign Minister Park Jin visited the country and called for more robust ties between Seoul and Ulaanbaatar. President Kurulesk extended the request in a letter to the North Korean leader marking DPRK's founding anniversary last week. Mutual top-level and high-level visits are of important significance in improving bilateral relations and strengthening political trust. He invited Kim Jong-un for a warm and friendly conversation. So there you go. They had the South Koreans there. They didn't want to snub the North, so they've invited the North to come on down and visit. Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From the debrief, quantum entanglement discovery could lead to breakthrough in measuring ultra-fast events. Entanglement represents one of the primary components of quantum mechanics that is absent in classical mechanics. While it remains mysterious, studies involving it have occasionally led to unique insights in the nature of the quantum world. Such was the case recently for a team of researchers with Purdue University who say they have succeeded in the generation of a novel new source of light produced by entangled photos, which could aid in the measurement of ultra-fast events. The method devised by the researchers relied on the generation of entangled photons at wavelengths with no natural source which falls within the extreme ultraviolet portions of the spectrum. In their paper, the team proposed the generation of pairs of quantum entangled photons in the extreme ultraviolet regime at measurements of an attosecond, 
That is 1 times 10 to the 18th of a second. According to study co-author Dr. Narajan Shivaram, the entangled photos the team studied are guaranteed to arrive at a given location within a very short duration of attoseconds. As long as they travel the same distance, the arrival time correlations observed with the novel production of these light particles allow them to aid in the measurement of ultra-fast events. One important application is in attosecond meteorology, which allows researchers to push the limits of measurement of the shortest time scale phenomena. This source of entangled photons can also be used in quantum imaging and spectroscopy, where entangled photons have been shown to enhance the ability to gain info, but now at X, UV, and even X-ray wavelengths. Understanding electrons and their role in the behavior of atoms is fundamental in terms of understanding the timing of such events. Electrons move at timescales that occur at the attosecond, as with the photons in their study, and at the femtosecond, one quadrillionth of a second. To understand electrons, physicists are required to be able to gauge their motion at such remarkably short timescales. So now they are able to do this and they'll be able to understand better the workings of the universe. That's what they need to know. Because how do you understand what's going on unless you understand the very building blocks of it? So they're going to get down there and uh, they're going to be looking and they're going to come over this hill and they're going to see the same thing that the theologians saw thousands of years ago. There is a God. But they'll probably find that out too late. But anyway, that's a very interesting article. If you didn't understand it, that's okay. I didn't either. Okay. <laughs> it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From NT, significant proof. They finally have it. They've been talking about it. They've been having court cases. Significant proof. Air Force has discriminated against troops seeking religious exemptions to vaccine mandate, says the court. Air Force members seeking religious exemptions from the military's COVID-19 vaccine mandate have provided significant proof that the military branch has discriminated against them. A U.S. District Court in July blocked the mandate for thousands of Air Force members who remain unvaccinated and have had their religious exemptions denied or not acted upon. In response, the government asked for an emergency stay. When that was denied, the government went to the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit Court, arguing that the ruling was wrong. An appeals court panel said in its decision that plaintiffs had to provide significant proof that the Air Force had a policy to deny all requests for religious exemptions. To establish a general policy, this is quoting them, the plaintiffs need not show that the department rejects 100% of requests for religious exemptions. And the department's own statistics show that as of May 23rd, 2022, it had rejected more than 99% of them. U.S. Circuit Court Judge Raymond Kethledge wrote in the 11-page order, that the department has granted only a comparative handful of religious exemptions while granting thousands of medical and administrative ones is itself at this stage of the case significant proof of discrimination. Kethledge was joined by Circuit Court Judges Eric Murphy and John K. Bush, both Trump appointees. The plaintiffs are all members who sought religious exemptions and were deemed by chaplains to hold sincere religious beliefs, but the military rejected many of their requests anyways. 
The others haven't received final decisions, but expect to be rejected based on the treatment of like-minded airmen. The group has said that evidence shows the military systematically denied religious requests for exemptions, denying federal law and the U.S. Constitution. Becker News. And this is all from the top down. The guy that's in the White House right now is the one that has mandated this, and he has forced it on the generals, and they have been weak-kneed. All of the generals, not one of them is stuck up for the people in the military. Not one of them. Because if they did, they would have said, I'm resigning my commission to speak out against this. Not one general officer in any of the services had done that. Becker News. Pentagon rejected exemption for a service member who opposed COVID jabs, redacted the reason for denial. In a number of cases, the Pentagon redacted the reasons for its denials, even upon FOIA Act request for documentation. One such case was Master Sergeant Nick Cupper, who filed for religious exemption but was denied. Sergeant Cupper appealed the decision while pointing out the chain of command was cut out of the decision-making process. Cupper has now served 19 years in the Air Force. That means in less than 12 months he can retire. And they have done this to him, which means he's less than a year away from reaching a pension. Yet he's now facing the prospect of being forced out of the military for not complying with the Biden admin's unlawful order. His religious exemption request, like all other similar requests from active service members who want to continue serving in the military, only those who agreed to retire are being granted religious exemptions. In other words, you're retiring. You're over your 20 years. If you retire, we'll give you an exemption. Holy mackerel. They were swiftly denied. He is currently protected by a temporary judicial injunction. Appealing through the proper channels, Master Sergeant Cupper alleged that the Air Force violated protocol by removing the chain of command from the mRNA mandate exemption process. He then filed an inspector general complaint, which was swiftly denied. This is what they're doing to the best of the best in the United States military. And they're keeping freaks and people that shouldn't even be, they should be in insane asylums. And they're giving them operations at government expense and so on. This is the U.S. military of today. Gateway Pundit. 1,100, they have now gotten a, a list of them. 1,100 athletes die from sudden death from 1966 to 2004. At least 673 have died since January of 2021. The number is likely much higher. Okay, so... They're saying that more than half of the people that took from 66 to 2004 have died in the last year and a half. New York Post. Hochul finally ends COVID-19 state of emergency as close election looms. <laughs> Morality is declining. Here's some news on that from the Washington Free Beacon. Biden admin is placing vending machines filled with drug supplies in rural Kentucky. The Biden admin is set to spend $3.6 million to deploy vending machines filled with drug supplies in rural Kentucky, claiming it will reduce stigma for drug users. The project from the NIH was launched in August and will study the effectiveness of harm reduction kiosks in rural Appalachia that contain injection equipment, naloxone, fentanyl test strips, hygiene kits, condoms, and other supplies. The vending machines allow drug users to obtain items such as syringes without interacting 
with a health professional in hopes of eliminating the stigma that comes with visiting an in-person harm reduction facility. So they, the doctors will embarrass them. So instead of having doctors involved, they just fill up kiosks with all that stuff, and there you go. Politico. Miami-Dade School Board rejects LGBTQ History Month over fears it violates Don't Say Gay. We've got a great governor that has got this state in shape. From the post-millennial, gender-affirming surgeon admits children who undergo transition before puberty will never, ever in their life attain sexual satisfaction. Well, of course, when you do that to a person, but now somebody's admitted. I've been saying that for a long time. When you've done it, you've mutilated them. They can't have children. They can't do any of the things that a normal functioning person can do. And now they've admitted it openly. Fox News, World Transgender Health Organization poised to give hospitals green light to lower age for youth surgeries from 17 to 15. So they've just admitted that this will take away any possibility of them being a normal human for the rest of their lives. And now they're going to reduce the age from 17 to 15. That makes a lot of sense. From the Daily Wire, nearly one in four Democrat voters, this is true, believe men can get pregnant. Okay, some other news from around the world. Listen. The Babylon Bee did a good video on that, his baby bump. And he said, the doctor's saying, no, you're just a little overweight. And he says, I felt a kick. I felt a kick. And so listen, watch that if you want to watch exactly what we just saw. The Babylon Bee is a step ahead of everybody. You know, they come out with these videos saying this is what people are thinking. And all of a sudden, a week later, somebody comes out and says, that's what I'm thinking. Or one quarter of the Democrats believe it. Okay, some other news from around the world. Zero Hedge. Here it is, Biden's America. Biden withdraws a record amount of crude from strategic midterm reserve. We are now down to the lowest level since 1984. It would appear that Biden's admin is getting more and more desperate as the midterms loom, as the pace at which they are draining the nation's so-called strategic reserve of crude oil just went to 11. Last week saw almost 8.54 million barrels withdrawn from the SPR, the biggest weekly drain in history. Okay, when he came in as the guy in the White House, it was 234 a gallon. It's now 333. They have got everybody on Twitter believing that they're helping America because it was five something and now it's down to 333. We've reduced it 67 days in a row, it's gone down. Stupidly, people believe that instead of saying, listen, it's still a dollar more than it was before, and you've drained our national reserves. And it will go right back. Well, that's coming. I got an article on that maybe for next week, or maybe I'll just tell you right now, is that they're doing that. He came up with a policy, and they say they didn't say it, but they did say it first, is that they will uh, buy oil to refill the reserve if it is $80 per barrel. So what does that do? That suddenly sets everything at $80 a barrel barrel and never less, ever, because that's what the world is going to do. So he did the stupidest thing on the planet, which is a contrived thing, by the way. It's stupid if you, yes, planned. Okay, but here's the deal. Donald Trump was buying oil to fill that reserve at $24 a barrel. And guess who was protesting? All of the Democrats in Congress. 
That tells you what's going on in this nation. This unprecedented collapse of the SPR to its lowest since September 1984 has helped lower oil prices from their highs and send gas prices down 89 days. I said 60. It's 89 days in a row, erasing all of the Putin price hike well ahead of the pace of decline in raw crude oil and wholesale gasoline as gasoline demand remains weak. There's just one thing. The price of gas at the pump is still up 76% since Biden was elected. But average Joe doesn't care about President Joe and his actions weaken the nation's strategic reserve to save his party from a bloodbath in the midterms. And that is clear as Biden's approval rating has soared back from crisis lows almost tick for tick with the drop in the price of gas. Down 89 days, he's gone up 89 points or whatever. Who could have seen that coming? In other words, they're stealing our national reserves in order to steal another election. Zero hedge. Biden admin has issued the fewest oil and gas leases since the 1940s. Back when we had about 100 million people in the nation. While Biden stands in front of podium after podium, assuring the American people he is doing everything within his power to help bring down the cost of energy in the country, the facts tell a different story. The admin has leased fewer acres of land for oil and gas drilling on federal lands and waters than any admin in the last 76 years. According to new data from the Department of the Interior, just 126,228 acres of federal land has been issued for drilling during Biden's tenure. It's the least since President Truman allocated 65,658 acres of land from 1945 to 1946. However, during that time, the government didn't yet control offshore drilling leases. API VP of Upstream Policy Cole Ramsey said this is a sobering but unsurprising look at the headwinds to developing essential American energy. Maintaining a strong federal leasing program is critical for advancing U.S. energy security, strengthening our economy. Biden has consistently worked to try and pause new drilling leases since taking office, even as oil prices have skyrocketed, except when you sell your national reserves to get it down just before an election. Instead of issuing new land for drilling, Biden has been instead depleting the nation's SPR. No president since Nixon has leased less than 4.4 million acres of land during their first year alone and half of their term. 4.4 million acres. He's given out less than 150,000 acres. He is, he is a criminal. Zero hedge. Is UPS new rule change an attack on gun industry. UPS has changed shipping regulations that will hurt small to medium-sized gun manufacturers. UPS sent customers in the firearms industry specifying how shipments of at least 50 handguns per day had to be sustained to use its second day air service. So you've got to buy 50 guns or they're going to take away your air service. Sellers who did not meet new service volume requirements risk losing their shipping accounts. Under the new agreement, UPS is only required to give customers a 10-day notice before cutting them off from the shipping service. The volume necessary means that most online retailers and manufacturers are now cut off from shipping guns through the carrier unless the handgun is shipped using the expensive next-day air service. 
UPS told customers it had updated its policy to adhere to nationwide regulations issued by the BATF in a number of states. Some firearms advocates say anti-gun think tanks pressuring private corporations to change their ways is actually backdoor gun control. This is another example of the woke cancel culture coming from the anti-gun crowd. The Second Amendment protects the right to keep and bear arms, and by default, that should include the right of gun makers to ship their firearms to market. If UPS is going to act like an enemy of our constitutional rights, then they shouldn't receive a dime of federal taxpayer money. Zero Hedge. I'm sure you heard about this one. I set that one up to tell you the next one. New merchant code approved for card purchases of guns and ammunition. The International Organization for Standardization, the ISO, a non-governmental body based in Geneva, Switzerland, that creates standards across various industries, including the financial service industry, has approved the new merchant category code for gun and ammo stores. Merchant category codes comprise four digits and are used to classify retailers across various industries. The approval from ISO enables banks that process payments from gun retailers to decide whether they should assign the new category code to gun merchants. The code could help monitors track where a person spends money via card but wouldn't show what specific items were purchased. Following the ISO approval, Amalgamated Bank is calling for credit card companies that typically follow the ISO standards to implement the new merchant category but it is unclear whether the companies will adopt it. Of course they will. Little pressure, they'll do it. Priscilla Sims Brown, the president and CEO of the bank said, we all have to do our part to stop gun violence. And it sometimes starts with, here it is, illegal purchases of guns and ammunition. You can't go into a store and buy a gun unless it goes through a federal check first. So it's not illegal, but they are putting this in as a pretext to take away your rights in the United States of America. The new code will allow us to fully comply with our duty to report suspicious activity and illegal gun sales to authorities without blocking or impeding legal gun sales. You know what you do? Cash. And that's why they don't want to have cash anymore either. From the Daily Wire, 500,000 National Science Foundation grant produced paper saying science is racist. The U.S. government spent $500,000 of your tax money to have a science foundation discover that science is racist. Yes. It's what? The party of science. The party of science. Absolutely. Did you know? Watch this. Watch this. Racist. (laughs) Gateway Pundit. Project Veritas. New York City middle school teacher encourages students to engage in political violence Throw bricks at people with opposing views. Fox News. Texas teen shoots, kills two suspects breaking into Harris County home. They came in to steal his dinner, and so he served them lead. (laughs) Zero hedge. Germany's power grid faces collapse as millions stock up on... Do you remember when Lothar was here a couple weeks ago visiting from Germany, and he said the one thing they told you don't buy? Electric heaters. People are stocking up on inefficient electric heaters for the winter. Why? Because they said, just go out and get wood. They live in apartment buildings that don't have any wood-burning capacity. So what else are they going to use? 
They're buying what they were told not to buy. They're going to have a collapse if they don't get things in order very quickly in Germany. Who said it? Whenever you put your faith in big government for any reason, sooner or later you wind up an apologist for mass murder. Mm -hmm. Churchill. Nope, nope. Ben Franklin. Nope. Carl Hess. Wow, wow. Okay. Mass murder. And that's exactly what you see. That's exactly what you see on the left. They're big government, and all of a sudden you introduce this, next thing you know you've got abortion. Next thing you know you've got euthanasia. Next thing you know you've got what Germany is doing with not just euthanasia, but taking it to people that aren't needed. The people in the, uh, what do you call them, insane asylums and stuff. They just shot them all so they didn't have to feed them anymore. And that's where this goes. And that's where this is going in the United States of America right now. Canada's a little ahead of us, but it's coming here in various liberal states right now. Okay, let's see what Les has to tell us today. Seems the Air Force would like people shot, but amendments and such they forgot. Let the vets be exempt, said the judge with contempt. You should be fair to all, but you're not. Okay, I got a couple of ironies here for you, and then we'll be done. I call this car trouble. From the Epic Times. West Virginia coal miners help stranded Washingtonian with dead electric car. <laughs> Mail online. Not in their best interest. This is the first uplifting one I have done in a long, long time. Not in their best interest. Carjackers return vehicle with a tank full of gas and a note asking for forgiveness because they noticed there was a stroller for a special needs child. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.